0: Good morning, everyone. It's another beautiful day that the Lord has made that we should rejoice and be glad in it. Good to be back on Podbin, but I miss camp. let someone that we are online, send a message, make a call, tell someone we are online, share the link. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you. If you can hear me clearly, just declare thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, we to you. Father we thank you, we are just grateful we are just grateful in Jesus name, Amen and Amen alright it's good to be back on Paul the Bean but again and again I will say it I miss camp I wish I'm not back. I miss camp. I just feel like something is missing. Father, we thank you. All right. Um. Last week, you're still at the conference, or so here. Uh, enjoy on our behalf. Grandma, good morning. I hope you are doing fine, ma. It's our month of supernatural supply. And um, we began a teaching last week on supernatural supply, um, which just for the sake of ethics and protocol, I would love to finish with it. Else, I wanted to continue from camping. But let's finish dealing with that topic and then. From 18th, we are starting online camp. From 18th, we'll go a few days, take a break because of Christmas. Then we'll get back from verse 26. So from eight next week, Monday, not this coming Monday, from 18 to 22, we'll be online. Then we'll take a break, 23, 24. We'll be, we'll be on Podbean, but we'll be on Zoom. Eighteen to 22 will be on Zoom. Then from twenty six down to 30th, we're going to be straight on Podbean. Awesome. We've been having camp. We've been having camp, but this particular camp meeting I'm, I'm pained that we were not able to come online. I'm very pained. So those who didn't come, they won't understand what we are saying. And I don't even know. I'm not sure, I'm not sure they even took any picture or video. My mind was not even there. I'm, I'm so pained that we couldn't come online. This is the best camp meeting we've had since ever. This is the best camp meeting we've ever had. And the next one is going to be mighty. The next one is going to be mighty. All right. So, let's cut to the chase. Everybody that attended the camp, they still this nostalgic um experience and feeling. Every session of the camp has been playing in my head, in my dream, in my mind, every every part of the camp. In fact, my house is almost feeling like I'm in a strange place. As I was driving on the road, I was afraid because everywhere was looking strange to me. I'm not joking. As I was driving back, everywhere was looking strange. Like, why, what, what, what am I doing here? Who are these people? Where are they from? Everything and everywhere was looking strange and annoying to me. God's presence is just... It pained me that we were not able to connect online. I'm so pained. I'm so pained. But it's where. All right, so we'll be dealing on a supernatural supply we read from numbers 11 let's run through the scripture again numbers 11 from the 7 to 9 numbers 11 from the 7 to 9 and we also get um philippians 4:19 while we're done with that he said and the manna was as coriander seed and the color thereof as the color of the bellium. Color of bellium and the people went about and gathered it and brought it in meals or beat it in mortar and baked it in pan and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. And when the dew fell upon The camp and the night. The manna fell upon it, and I explained to us that this scripture was talking about how God brought provision to His people. They called it manna. Manna meant what is this? Manna is a surprise provision. You could use manna was a multidimensional food manna i would have said manna was like floor but manna was more multi-purpose than floor you could use manna to make fufu you could use manna to bake cake you could use manna as meat as fish you could turn manna into rice you could turn manna into soup so manna was something you could do a lot of things with so god gave them many things in one thing so it's like God sending one person into your life, and that person is fitting the role of a husband, fitting the role of, um, let's say, a boss. He has a company that he has and has employed you. That person is fitting the role of a father to you, fitting the role of um, um, a friend, fitting the role of a helper, takes care of you. does one In one person, you found so many things in one person you found so many people that is what manna is or was to the people manna covered a lot and a lot and a lot of things in one instance let's get philippians 4 19 Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Alright, but my God shall supply all your needs according to according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So God wants our need, our needs to be supplied. God does not want to leave us stranded. Get me my um Luke 10. Luke 10. God does not want us to be stranded. God wants to supply our needs. He wants to supply our need, So we've got to keep our mind on these things and believe it. That is where the answer is. Keep Matthew chapter 10, let's take from verse 2. Alright, from verse 1 is fine. Matthew 10, we take 1 to 7. Matthew 101 to 7. Luke, is this a Matthew or Luke? Luke. Luke 10, 1 to 7. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your mercies. Alright, look at this. And after this thing, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves all right carry neither purse so note this part now It's where i'm sending you to now carry neither purse nor scribes nor shoes and salute no man by the way and into whatsoever house you enter first say peace be to this house and if the son of peace be there your peace shall rest upon it if not it shall return to you again And in the same house remain eating, drinking, such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. So now you see that God is so interested in taking care of us. God is so, so, so interested in taking care of us he sent forth his people for an assignment and he asked them don't worry about what you eat what you wear don't take anything with you that doesn't make sense i'm going to a place where i have no house i'm going to a place where i have nobody i'm going to a place where i have nothing but you are telling me not to take anything because god said i have put people there that when you enter there i'm going to open their heart if they choose not to help you, if they choose not to supply what you need, I will bring somebody else. So, if you carry this understanding, then it will settle in your heart that people favoring you, giving to you, helping you, they are doing themselves a favor, not you. Because there is something God has placed upon your life that they have to recognize and become a part of they become a part of, and we spoke about joy. I said, how do we trigger supernatural supply? We spoke about joy. We spoke about joy. We spoke about joy. And we spoke about how they murmured against God, and we spoke about how God brought judgment to them, how thanksgiving can help trigger um, our blessing. And I told us from camp, from the next seven days, starting from today, for the next seven days, everybody should stay in Thanksgiving. Stay in Thanksgiving. Finish praising God. Anoint yourself. Stay in Thanksgiving. Everyone, everyone, stay in Thanksgiving. We're about to experience strange testimonies. We're about to experience strange testimonies. We... We had some strange testimonies from camp. Those, those who didn't come, they won't understand what we are saying. Everything we say, they won't understand it. they be looking something some way to their ears. We had some strange testimonies at, at camp. I think I'll just summarize one. The lady who um, somebody got her connected, and she was to travel. She had applied for visa. It wasn't coming through. I asked her to get her passport. She forgot to bring the passport. And she forgot what I even wrote. In she, she didn't check. I told her, okay, get me a sheet of paper. She brought a sheet of paper. I said, write the school you are, you are going to in Canada and write the uh, province you are going to in Canada. She wrote it. All God asked me to do is sign. I placed my signature on the piece of paper that she brought. I said, go, open your passport to this page. Go to this page, go, open it. I think it was page four, I can't remember, page four or five. I said, open this page, one, two, three, go like that, and put that paper there. He said, is that all? I said, that's all. She went there, put the paper. While we're having a meeting online, I declared that somebody's visa has just been released now. She said the same day, 9 p.m., They sent her a message to bring her passport. That Her visa is ready. She wasn't home. So the husband was the one that sent the passport. The the, the shocking part of the whole testimony was that the page I asked her to put the paper inside, that was where Canada Embassy stamped the visa. They did not use the first page. They do not use the second page. They didn't use another page. The exact page... Where I asked her to place the paper inside, that was where the visa was stamped. Just exactly that same spot. And you tell me that God is not good. You tell me that the prophetic is a joke. I was saying to one of my admins, I said if that lady could get pregnant, there's, there's nobody that will not get pregnant on this platform. Because the kind of demonic activity over her marriage When I saw it, I began to tell her. All she was doing was she was just weeping. I remember she booked one-on-one session some time ago. And while she called, I was telling her, she was just crying, crying. I said, don't worry. I'm asking you only one thing. Just follow. There's nothing else. Just follow. That's all I'm asking you. And forget it. And the prophetic is just funny and amazing at the same time. After we were done giving direction for the visa and all of that, I don't know. I said, can you forget about visa now? Forget about travel now and focus on getting pregnant. Me, while I was saying that word, I didn't even understand what the whole thing was. I was it was strange to me. Somebody who has to travel, somebody who is preparing to travel, you're asking the person to forget travel and focus on getting pregnant. Because I saw that she traveled, she couldn't meet the husband for years. So she couldn't get a, get a child for a very long time. So it now became a different issue. Not knowing that God is saying, I'm done with the visa. Now, I want to sort out the issue of baby. And lo and behold, just in the month of November, the month of supernatural, the month of laughter, she got pregnant. She got pregnant. So visa, she has gotten. Pregnancy, He has gotten. I don't know what you are looking for here. All I'm asking you is just follow. That's all I'm asking you. Just get connected. Just follow. Just get connected. Just, just get connected. Be active. Attend meetings. Attend meetings. I know that the shifting of the dates for the camp meeting um, affected a lot. The date that was changed affected a lot. But I'm, I'm sorry to see it's Like I was glad that the date was changed because I don't know how we would have used that hall despite a lot of a lot of people didn't come the hall we didn't still have space so if everybody had come there i don't know what we would have done i don't know what we would have done we thank god so let's prepare for camp meeting in march 2023 don't forget 31st night is coming it was amazing it was amazing okay so The first one was Joy, and 2024, sorry, thank you. The second one we spoke about is the right company. Is the right company. I began to show us from that scripture last week how a wrong company or the mixed multitude that they had made them to miss God. While the mixed multitude began to complain, they too joined and began to complain and the judgment of god fell upon them and it is very important that you mind the kind of people you keep company with it is very important if you realize that you are struggling with anything you are struggling with sin you're struggling with any weakness you are struggling with any lifestyle that is not good the first thing you do is to look for those who are strong in that area. It doesn't mean you are a bad person, all right? It is a weakness. And the opposite of weakness is called strength. Look for people who are strong in the area where you are weak. You know you don't know how to pray. Those, those people who have actually opened their heart to follow this platform. One common thing that has happened to you in the past three days is like you feel like something is missing in your life because being is not on. You feel like something, somebody have robbed you of something in your life. But those who have not really understand what we do, those who have not really been following, and who have not made up their mind to groom themselves in the place of prayer and the word, they won't feel anything. They won't feel nothing. I got messages, particularly our families who are out of the country. I got messages, messages from them, messages from them our network didn't help us it didn't help us captain online is going to cover that space so find people who are strong in the area where you are weak they're struggling with finances don't hang around those who are struggling with finances hang around those who are doing well it's not because you want to go and ask them for money or because you want to beg it's a it's a grace there is a grace that makes certain aspects of our lives easy. All right? So hang around them. Contact that grace. Maybe they even understand better financial management skill than you. So stay around them. Learn that skill. You are struggling with cooking good food, and you have friends who can cook very well. Don't be proud. Hang around them. Learn it. A particular... um um. um man of God was sharing a story how he was in school and he wasn't doing well in mathematics and there was this guy in the, sc- in the school who was doing so well in mathematics every time they do math he gets an A every time they do math he get an A so what he they were not friends what he did was to now make the guy a friend So every time the guy studies, he's with the guy. Every time the guy goes out, he's with the guy. So the guy began to show him how he studied mathematics and all of that. And when the next um, term came, he was the one that got A ahead of the guy. And the guy was shocked. Everybody was confused. So by him coming close to someone that was strong in the area where he was weak, his weakness became strength. And the other guy went down not because this guy brought him down but because he felt I am okay I know more than enough at least now I can teach others so I can become relaxed it is not safe it is not safe so our association we determine our assimilation the Bible said light and darkness has nothing in common it said don't be equally yoked with unbelievers Don't be equally yoked with unbelievers. And the third thing we are looking at right now is the right language. If you can hear me type it on your screen, the right language. If you must operate in supernatural supply, you need joy, you need the right company, then you need the right language. The right language. The right language. Now, let me say this to everyone listening to me. Every one of you come from your own country. You have your own mother tongue or language, whatever you will call it. So if you speak different languages, you speak French adding to your language, we you speak English, you speak Tui, Ewe, you speak Frafra, you speak Igbo, you speak Ga, Fante, and all that comes with it. But there is also a place where we have now belong, which is called the body of Christ. And it has a a nation which is called Zion. It has a kingdom which is called the kingdom of God. And that kingdom has a language called the language of Zion. Now, the language of Zion is multidimensional. But the first language of Zion is faith, not tongues. The first language of Zion is the language of faith, not the language of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is secondary. Faith is the primary language of Zion. That is why you realize that faith precedes tongues. Tongues came into play in the New Testament. But faith, Began from the day creation began. God made everything through faith. You're going to find Hebrews 11 telling us that the earth or the world we lived in was framed by the words of God. So we must speak the language of Zion if we must get supply of anything from God. Pardon me, my voice is still a bit weak. The language of God God will not give you things because you like it. Please note this. God will not give you things because you like it. What you ask and demand is what you receive. What you ask and what you demand is what you receive. Listen, it's good to pray, but... Let your mindset concerning whatever you are praying for be yes. Not like what if it doesn't come. Let your mindset be yea and amen. I have it and I shall have it. God gave them manna because they asked for food. God did not give them car. If they had asked for a car, they would have gotten a car. If they had asked for shoe, what they asked for was food. God will always supply based on your demand. That is why as a believer, the things you say, they are very risky. Very dangerous. Be careful what you say. I wish I did, I did not even get married. Just because you're going through some tumbling in your marriage. I wish I'm not even married. I wish I, I just died. I wish I just did. The Bible said life and death... It's in the power of the tongue. He said you shall eat the fruit thereof. So what do you do when you go through challenges? Speak opposite your challenges. Speak opposite your challenges. I've said to us before, every time you say negative words, demons are released. Every time you say positive words, angels are released. And demons are very quick to bring to pass those positive words because they want to see bad things happen in your life demons are very quick very quick so some of you wonder and or you say things like why is it that bad things happen quicker or bad dreams happen quicker or when you declare evil it happen because the devil wants everything to happen fast you want to make sure you don't even get a chance to redeem yourself. But God work in protocol, God work in principles, God work in timing. De- define what you want and stay in the right confession. If you want to enjoy supernatural supply, you must define what you want. Define it. What do you want? How do you want it? Where and when do you want it and stay in the right confession 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 keep saying it keep saying it keep declaring it keep confessing it if you read Psalm 118 verse 17 get me that scripture if you can Psalm 118 verse 17, He said, I shall not die, but I shall live. I shall not die, I shall live. Somebody tells you, I had a dream that you are dead. You pick up Psalm 118, I shall not die, but I shall live. Somebody tells you, I saw an accident is coming. I shall not die, but I shall live. And declare the works of God. So my existence is not a useless existence. I shall not die, but I shall live for a reason. And that reason is to declare God's work and tell me why God will not keep me to live. If you read Philippians four nineteen, we just read a few minutes ago, it said, but my God shall supply all you need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So you're going through a season Of financial turbulence, it's not a time for you to oh will I oh with my life end like this? Will I struggle like this? No, it's not the time to throw a pity party. It's a time for you to begin to declare and said my needs are supplied, my needs are supplied, my needs are supplied. They are supplied according to his riches. In glory, you want to start a business, there is no capital, my needs are supply. We have dropped a business proposal, my needs are supply. Just begin to declare it, declare it, and watch things happen. Trusting God for a baby, my baby is coming. I am fruitful. There shall be no barren in the land. I cannot be barren. I am fruitful. I cannot be barren. I am fruitful. Trusting God for marriage, my marriage is coming. People look at you and they are laughing. My marriage is coming. You can listen, these things are real. My marriage is coming. My marriage will happen. My Bible said you, you call those things that be not as told they were. And for Pastor, I've been saying it for the past one year. It is not working. Keep saying it. It is working. Sometimes, while you are saying it, you feel it's not working. What is actually happening is that. God is removing all the distractions. God is removing all the deal, all the struggles. God is removing whatever that will steal it from you. God is preparing you to fit into that thing so that when it comes, nothing will steal it, nothing will stop it, nothing will divert it. I don't know what you want this month, but I want you to make it your confession. Let your confession become your profession let your confession become your profession begin to declare it as you wake up in the morning the first thing you declare is that thing as you go to bed the last thing you declare let it be that thing i shared a story before a great man of god called rw Shamback had a program years ago in the u.s i think over 100 years ago or so and it was a healing conference they had a conference for seven days. So a, 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 a man took the wife who was suddenly lame on her feet and flew um, the woman, I think it was in Dallas the program happened. Flew her to Dallas or Texas, I can't remember. Dallas or Texas. And flew her there. They got there, excited checked into their hotel, went into the program, into the meeting. So when it's time to pray, they have a prayer, prayer line for everyone that is sick. So Shamba could come on the prayer line and lay hands on people and they get healed. People were getting out of their wheelchair. People were getting blessed. People were getting... Everybody that was being changed. And this woman still was lame on her feet. They finished the first day. The husband pushed her back to the lodge on the wheelchair. The second day, pushed her back. But the husband realized one thing. After every session, the wife kept declaring something. He said, I am still in the meeting. I can still hear Shambak preaching and I see myself walking. I am still in the meeting. I can still hear Shambak preaching and I see myself walking. The man like, we have closed. We are now home. He said, I can see myself still in the meeting. I can still hear Shambak preaching and I see myself, I am walking. The second day passed, the third day passed, the same thing, the fourth day passed, the same thing, the fifth day day passed, the same thing, the sixth day passed, the same thing. the seventh day, which was the last day of the program, the man was overwhelmed That God. If you do nothing for me, I, I will not be happy. My wife looked like she's going insane. For the past six days now, she keeps declaring, I see myself in the meeting. I can still hear the man of God preaching, and I see myself walking. But she's not walking, and the man of God is not here. The seventh day closed. The woman didn't walk. The man was sad. He was broken. Drove the woman back to the lodge, and... Um, they, they woke up in the morning. By the way, they drove back. The woman keeps saying the same thing. Called to the hotel. She said the same thing. They lay down on their bed. She tapped the husband. The man woke up. Said, I can still see myself in the meeting. I can still hear the man of God preaching. And I see myself walking. The man said, God, what kind of psychiatric case is this one now? From lame, from being lame to having a mental issue. Where will I start from? And the next morning, they woke up. The, man, the wife told the, the husband. Said, I'm still in the meeting i can still hear the man of god preaching and i see myself walking and they got their ticket went back to the uh, the plane and flew to that country now they've told people they were coming for that meeting and everybody then knows you don't attend the meeting of rw shambach and still be sick nah you don't you must be healed so people have already queued up at the airport waiting with flowers and placards just to rejoice. Lo and behold, when they came, they saw them still on wheelchair. Everybody was broken. They began to drop their flowers, began to lower their placards, and everyone was sad. But the woman was so excited. Everybody was shocked. Why is she excited? Say I'm still at the meeting, I hear Shambak preaching, and I see myself walking. They say, ah, has it gotten to this length now? The thing has now affected her brain. The husband said, that's how we saw it too. They went home and she declared it the whole day and went to bed. Earlier hours of the morning, the husband woke up. What woke the man up was a smell from the kitchen. A smell from the kitchen. And the man stunned. The wife was not there. Ah, who has kidnapped my wife? And the man stood, ran. While he ran to the kitchen, the wife was standing in the kitchen cooking. Ah, what are you doing? What are you doing? The woman turned and looked at the husband. said, I'm, I'm still at the conference. I can still hear Shambach preaching and I see myself walking. This woman, by the language of faith, pulled her miracle home. By the language of faith, she pulled her miracle home. Listen, you can pull a miracle this year. You can pull a miracle this month. You can pull a breakthrough this month. You can pull a favor this month. You can pull your marriage. You can pull it. Well, listen, when you begin to confess, it doesn't look like it, but keep saying it. Keep saying it. I think Act 19 verse 20, it said, So mightily grew the word and prevailed in the city of Ephesus, Keep declaring it. My money is coming. My money is coming. My car is coming. My mind is coming. You begin to declare, be specific in your words. We are done with camp. We are home. But keep declaring that thing that you came for. Call it forth. Call it forth. Call it forth. And I decree God is going to put it in your hand. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah 33, verse 24. Oh, I still see myself at camp and I see somebody has bought a car. I still see myself at camp. I feel the whole atmosphere and I see somebody has gotten married. Somebody has gotten a baby. Somebody has been redeemed from death. The marriage is coming. The husband is coming. The wife is coming. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Can I get that scripture now? Alright. It said, and the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell shall be forgiven their iniquity. So now this is the prophet saying, God is speaking through his prophet Isaiah said, If you live in Zion. One thing you must not do, never say I am sick. Alright? Never say I am sick. Because what you say is what happens. Oh, so pastor, but I'm sick. What do I say? Say opposite of it. The problem we have is that we have too many uncultured believers. Too many uncultured believers. Now, when a baby is born, my daughter, for example, she wants to talk by all means, but she has no reason to talk. You can sit with that girl, she will do blah, 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 for almost one hour. Madam, where are you going to? What are you saying? What are you talking? Calm down. Blah, 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 blah. Ay, If you respond, you have caused trouble. If you make music and respond, she will increase it she feels you understand what she's saying. You have no reach to talk. You are just three months and you want to talk by all means. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that when a baby is born, the baby does not begin to talk automatically. Now, where I, I just told us that as a believer who belong to the family of Christ and who belong to the nation of Zion, there is a language in Zion now when you are born again you are like a new baby your life is not different from your your physical life or your secular life your social life you have a new life now so one of the first thing a believer is supposed to learn after being born again is how to talk how to talk is the next thing a believer is supposed to learn so he said the inhabitants of the land shall not say i am sick so when the believer is sick what do you say i am well i am strong say but it looks like having pain. Say, yeah yeah i'm well i'm well what that word does is that it draws strength into you number one number two is that it begins to draw healing to your body but do you know what the reason why most of us can't even make the right confession is that some people who claim to be believers don't even understand the language of zion when you tell them i am strong they will start laughing at you you are strong but you are limping now look at your leg i said i'm strong they should be mature enough to understand that what you mean is that maybe you need prayer You are not well so oh i'm strong, i'm strong and they start laughing at you no he said the inhabitants of the land Shall not say, don't open your mouth to say, I am sick. Does it mean it will not come? No, it will come. But you resist it by your words. That is why, if you have good health, don't wait till you are sick. Before you start talking, begin to declare, I can't be sick. I can't be sick. I have good health. I can have kidney failure. I can't have um, um, blindness. I can't have paralysis. I can't... If, if, listen, you begin to create an atmosphere. When sickness comes, you have created so much power around you that sickness begins to avoid you. If there is two things I am so convinced about, more than two, but two majorly. Number one, I cannot be poor. I don't need anybody to advise me. There is not anybody we say that will make me start thinking contrarily, okay, and uh, maybe. No, I can I can't be poor. And I say it anywhere, I say it anytime, I say it, it must let it be your language. When I began to declare I can't be poor, I couldn't even afford my house rent. But I keep saying it, I cannot be poor. Another thing I know strongly, I can't die now. I know, I just know it. I can't die now. I can't die. I can't die. In any means, a man like me cannot take my life. I can't die. I can't be, I can't be buried. Declare with power. Say it, believe it, and see it. And listen, while you begin to walk in this positive confession, it is common for the devil to begin to speak into your mind as you begin to declare. I cannot be poor. Suddenly, the devil opens your mind and begins to remind you of your grandfather's um summer hut in the village. It begins to remind you how your mother is a, a tomato or a pepper seller. It begins to remind you how your elder sister is a, 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 a married to a poor man. It begins to remind you how your elder brother is a missing. Begin to remind you how listen why the devil began to bring those things to you remind him two things number one, I am not my father I am not my mother I am not my brother I am not my sister if they failed, they failed for themselves or me I can't fail number two, remind the devil of his future remind the devil of his future what is the devil's future he's going to hell so while the devil is reminding you of the things in your life that is not good, remind him of his future. He will cry. Remind him of his future. He's going to hell. Nothing will change it. He cannot receive mercy again. You you did something wrong. You fell into sin. And the devil began to hold you with guilt. You begin to feel bad. And you feel guilty and all of that. You know you have asked God for mercy. God has forgiven you, but the devil keeps holding you. Listen, the mob, as long as you are sure you've asked God for mercy, God has forgiven. The next thing you do to get out of guilt is to be bold in Christ, be bold in his mercy, and remind the devil of his future. Say, Satan, I know you. You are going to hell, so you have nothing on me. You can't keep me guilty. You are, you, you are going to hell. Another thing you do, remind the devil. Imagine a wifeless devil a wifeless devil no wife no mother no father no brother no sister nothing very stupid person wifeless those of you are camp, you will understand very well i was ministering deliverance to somebody while i insulted the devil you saw that the demon got angry right did you notice that while I insulted the devil, the demon got angry. So every time you insult it and he get angry, please always get him angry. Always get him angry. You know, because most of you don't see in the spirit realm. So you don't know that these things are hard. Give the devil headache. Just wake up in the morning. Say, Satan, you are an idiot. By a fool. You don't have a wife. You don't have children. You don't have a house. You don't have money. And you are going to hell. My friend, get out of my way. Using sort of finish, finish him. The thing pains the devil, eh? The thing pains him. A voice is telling you, you cannot get married. Look at your age. You are getting to uh, 20. You are getting to 30. You are getting to 60, 60, 60 and look at you. Look at you. May I just tell you. But look at you, ancient of this. You are being old, as old as you are. You, no wife. You you cry. You threw you down from heaven. Listen, it's not just a statement to. Do you know, everyone look at me, do you know when somebody does something wrong that they are ashamed of, you begin to tell them that thing? Do you know they feel bad? All right? I don't know. I don't, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be careful example I choose. Okay, let me see. Somebody give birth out of wedlock. wedlock. And it could be they past. they've forgotten, and while you're talking, they're already laughing. They now do something you don't like to look at you. You that gave birth out of wedlock. Ah, the wound comes back afresh. Don't do that to anybody. It's very bad. But you are permitted to do that to the devil. Do it. I trust you, grandma. I trust you. Do it to the devil. See, look at you. You couldn't even stay with God. You have a good boss. He, he, threw, he threw you down. I'm sure crab by now. Your neck, your neck, you are walking with half neck and half leg. Your neck is broken. You are not married. Since since no wife no child nothing i've run out of my way deported that's the right word visa ban deported and they gave him visa ban not 10 years old for life it doesn't have body can you imagine nonsense devil idiot devil stupid devil what a devil devil Our words are powerful. Our words are powerful. The devil always is happy when you speak down on yourself. Don't let the devil be happy over you. The devil is always happy when you are sad. That's why I always tell us, no matter the situation you are in, there are many things you could do. But Charlie, choose joy. There are many things to do you could choose to cry you could choose to be sad you could choose to mama you could choose to withdraw from everybody but listen hey just declare choose joy the devil is going to get mad like ah i'm making this woman to um what is he called i'm making this woman to do this go through this but this one is still happy i choose joy i choose joy let your confession daily be right they give you a medical report smile don't cry don't cry smile smile and declare every day i choose joy i know i'm healed i choose joy this report is not mine i choose joy the woman was giving a medical report that she had fibroid, and she went to church that day I was to go and show it to the pastor and the pastor was preaching about the confession of our faith and the pastor made a passive comment and said, Fibroid can be a fine boy. That word hits that woman. That word hits that woman differently. And she didn't go to the pastor again. She took the medical report, took it home, set it on fire. And when she goes to bed, she declare, I have fine boy. I have fine boy. She wake up in the morning. She will put her hand on her stomach. My fine boy, how are you? The husband said, Madam, you said doctor give you fibroid report. What are you saying? Say what I have is fine boy. Come, let's go to the room. Let's go and create some fine boy. Lo and behold, that woman gave birth to a baby boy. I'm telling you the truth. She was not operated, nothing. That woman gave birth to a baby boy. Somebody who had waited for child for over 10 years. It wasn't coming. Fibroid became a fine boy because somebody dared to believe in the faith. When you don't know God, you will think these things are just mere gimmicks or mere sayings. No, it's not. It's not. It is not. Alright. Joel 3 verse 10. Jewel 3 verse 10. Then we'll take one more scripture from that. Then let take the last point. We're going to be back tonight for Tonight I'm going to do something I've never done before. Tonight, I'm going to do something I've, I've never done on this platform before. Look at Job 3.10. It said, beat your plushes into swords and your prawning hooks into spears." Let the weak say, I am strong. So you see, listen now. This scripture is not saying that you are not weak. The first part already agreed that you are weak. Let the weak. Don't say I'm weak. You are already weak, we know. Saying it will not change it. Now, let's talk about what we bring that in. Let the weak say, I am strong. Can I give verse 11? Can I give verse 11? So you realize that you are just sad. You are in a mood that you can't place your finger on. So don't declare it. Assemble yourself and, and come all you hidden and gather yourself together round about and thither cause the mighty ones to come down, oh Lord. When you begin to declare, you say your enemies are put to shame and God begin to come down in your favor. They're hidden, they're, they will come around, they will be put to shame. Let the weak say, I am strong. 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 I am not weak. I am strong. If you begin to realize, listen, if we understand this thing, eh, a lot of things in our life become different. I remember a woman came to me years ago, pregnant. She got pregnant by prayer and It was close to the time she would give birth and they said they have to operate her suddenly that um how do they call it that there's there's no water around the baby i don't know what that is medically i don't know tina i don't know there's no water around the baby so they would have to um evacuate the pregnancy very fast let them operate and all of that it was about eight months right i don't know it. I don't, I, I, it wasn't up to a day of delivery, so when she was telling me she was done, I said, "Is that or say yes?" Is that or say yes? I said, "Okay." Can you imagine? They have written their own. Oligohydramnios. Hey God, what is this now? So, what is the effect? What is the effect of water not being around the baby? What is the risk of it? Those plenty of them. Baby can die. Suffocating. Wow. Baby can die. That is your medical knowledge. And let me say this to us those of you that know medicine, your, your knowledge is very powerful, very good. But listen to me. Listen to me. Be very careful of that knowledge. So that it won't rob you of what God can do. I'm asking Grace to explain. Grace is now complicating it. He wrote to Oli Goma mamios. What can he say? Baby can get uh, uh, as visited as visited. That is okay. Let's let's talk one we know why. Your knowledge about the other thing or the other side can now rob you from what God can do for you. So when she came. I said, they said, there's no water, right? He said, yes. I said, you will not be operated. She said, amen. I said, you will not be operated. She said, amen. I said, it's water, right? I said, don't worry. Bring water. Let's put water inside. She was looking at me. I said, do no water. They said, there's no water. I said, yeah. I said, give me water. We'll put the water back. He said, no. He said, that's not how it works. I said, madam, he said, you don't want to deliver safely. Get the water. I took water. Prayed on the water. Those of you who want to now you know that what, what I'm saying now does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. Listen, if it makes sense, then it's not miracle. If it makes sense, it is not miracle. I took the water, prayed on it, gave her to drink. When she went back for a check, they began to ask her what happened. Suddenly there's water now around the baby. She gave back safe and sound. If you see the baby, very big strong give birth safe and sound another one came to me said she's pregnant and she's bleeding, she is bleeding no, she was early part of the pregnancy she's bleeding, I said, is it not blood? I said, yeah. I said we can pull blood back now uh, I think I've lost the baby I said, shh, don't even say it most of you are the one that start your problem it is you you have too too much medical knowledge too much medical knowledge and when you come like that me i don't argue with you i tell you what i know i pray for you if your faith cannot hold it no problem go and do whatever doctors says. too many medical knowledge that is robbing us don't despise medicine all right but you must know how to balance it you must know when to put god first you must know when to put god first and I told her, I said, is it not blood that left? She says, I said, There's, I have something else. They said, what? I said, bring me communion. She brought communion. I said, father, they said that she had, her blood leaked out and all of that. So she had gone to check. Um, they said they cannot see baby anymore. And yeah, she already went to check. She said they were not seeing the baby. I gave her communion. I said, drink, go back to the hospital. She went back two weeks later. They said the baby is still there. It's blood that left. Let's put another blood back inside. So if you don't know how to hold on to your feet, many have had miscarriage they were not supposed to have because they've allowed their confession and fear and the wrong knowledge. That knowledge is right. But as long as the things of the spirit is involved, that knowledge is wrong. The knowledge that is a good one is the right knowledge. But as long as you want miracle, that knowledge will not help you. It would not help you. So we must learn to get a balance concerning the things of faith and the things of medicine. They have their place. Don't let fear overwhelm you. Don't let fear overpower you. I will tell you, I will say this again and again and again. If not for faith, my baby Ella wouldn't have been in existence today. We would have lost her, maybe to a miscarriage or something else. Till I think almost till four or five months, my wife was still bleeding. If not more than that. Till almost four to five months, she was still bleeding. So all of the signs medically was that the baby is gonna flush out or fall out? I said, Not here. I will labor and say, Baby, listen, I am your father, and I'm a man of God. You will stay here, you will stay to your full time, you will come out. It's as simple as ABC. I think let's 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 get back to our teaching. Job 22, 21 to 30. So the problem is not God, the problem is your faith. How rugged. Is your faith? How rugged is your faith? Your faith must be very stubborn. Be stubborn in faith. All right, you should know when to put the balance. Not that word. All right, but don't believe so much in this world that you don't believe in God crazily anymore. Don't believe so much in this world concerning your finance be stubborn in faith your marriage be stubborn in faith your business be stubborn in faith everything you do learn to be stubborn in faith learn to be stubborn in faith and let me tell you something now you need to build it before the day you will need it you don't just appear from nowhere and you want to become stubborn in faith and you've not built a faith life Romans 10, 27, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So be a friend of the word already. Be reading your Bible. Be a prayerful person. Be somebody who knows and believes God. So the day you want to pull out of faith, it will not be an accident. It will not be an accident. Oh, I'm saying it's not working. No, 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 no. Because you only pull out of what you have in abundance. I see God giving you a miracle. I see God giving you a shocking testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, get my scripture now, Job 22, 21 to 30. Look at this. Acquaint now yourself with him and be at peace. Talking about God now. Acquaint yourself with God and be at peace. Thereby, good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. So Job is taking us on on a journey on how to get certain things done. Be close to God. Be at peace with God. He said, then keep his word in your heart. Verse 23. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shall be built up, and thou shall put away iniquity far from the tabernacle. So he said, while you you get at at peace with God, keep this word in your heart, Let God build you up. Stay in the word. Stay close to God. Put away anything you know that will not make God happy. Let's go from the next one, 24. Then shall thou lay up gold as dust. So you see, we we, we, we come to verse 24 and we declare, I shall lay up gold as dust. No, it begins with you being at peace with God. Acquaint yourself. Become the friend of God. Stay close to God. Keep his word in your heart. Remove every other thing. Obey the word. Obey whatever instruction he gives you. So the next thing that happens to you, you begin to lay up gold as dust. And the gold of Ophir as the stone of brooks. 25. Yea, the almighty shall be thy defense and thou shalt have plenty of silver. Wow. Tell me, what is as different and as beautiful or as special as what God is just making promise to us about now? Laying up gold as dust. Just imagine the way you pack sand in your hand. That is how you are packing gold in your house. What this scripture is saying rhetorically is that you can become so rich as a believer. You can become so rich that money will lose value to you. You don't want die for money. Money loses value to you. You don't struggle to give. You don't struggle. You don't struggle to support the gospel. You don't struggle to help the poor. You don't. You are not trying to be so mathematical when it comes to working with God. Two things. I don't want anybody to advise me on in my life. One is prayer. Number two is giving. Don't advise me. I don't want your advice. Just leave me. Two things. When it comes to prayer, forget it. Oh, you are praying too much. don't advise. I don't want your advice. Keep it. Number two is my giving life. Keep your advice. I'm not interested. Because when the reward begins to come, Charlie, those of you are come. You saw how joyful my mom was excited happy she even received her own the thing she's believing god for but listen years ago while i began the journey of giving they were part of the ones that began to fight me say why why are you giving you are giving too much this thing they will make you poor they will make you this but today she's now a, a beneficiary of that same life they wanted to stop so imagine they robbed me of it so most of you now, you are in a family where they are not allowing you to pray the way you want to. You should pray. They are not allowing you to um, give the way you should give. So some of it is even your wife, not even your parents. Do, your wife, your husband. Somebody called me this year and said, um, "My husband refused. I should give first fruit." What do I said, Keep it. And Papa, would God fight me? Would God be angry? I said, God will be angry, but your marriage has to be kept first. Before any other thing. If you give first fruit and you are divorced, what did you give? I said, keep your first fruit. Both of you should eat it. Or we'll stay there. Suddenly the months began to go by. Then February, doors got, got shot for them. March doors got shut. April, she called Papa, things are hard for me and my husband and all of that. And I, I said, Madam, I will pray. I prayed for them. I said, Papa, no, I know something is wrong. And I know it is what we did in January. And she went to carry her first fruit. I don't know how she did it, carry her first fruit, give. The next month, door opened for the husband. The man was watching. He called the man, sat the man down. He said, the reason why this door is open now, I went to give my first fruit behind your back. All this, why everything was stopped, your contract stopped, was because of your disobedience. That was when the man began to apologize. He said, I didn't know that's how it worked. That is why as a believer... Don't just marry anybody. How can you be a Christian? You are marrying somebody who you have to seek their permission before you can pray. Not fasting, no. For fasting, you have to seek permission. Because your body does not belong to you anymore. To pray. The husband is telling you, I don't like the way you pray. A woman who I hadn't seen around for a long while, I had to reach out and I got her number. So I got her number asking, how are you doing? Hey, pastor, thank you for reaching out. God bless you. I've been in the hospital for the past months i didn't know i was shocked for the past months i've been in the hospital i almost died i, I became paralyzed and all of that, 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 that. what happened so i don't know but do you know what the husband does not believe in god the husband does not believe in church the husband talks down on church sometimes she wants to go to the man will lock the door take the key put it in the pocket so what would have protected this woman's life what would have kept her the husband does not believe in it don't believe in it. Say, Pastor, I saw I saw I'm suffering. I'm suffering. Listen, single people, it is better to be single and have God than to be married and lose God. Make your choice wisely. Make your choice wisely. She said that I didn't die. Is God. So did you call your pastor? Did you reach out? He said I couldn't even reach out. So why didn't you even message me? She was quiet. So if she was somebody who was married to a Christian, the man would have prayed. If she was somebody who was married to somebody who loved God, the man would have called. My wife is not well, please speak a word and all of that. Something would have happened. If she dies now, that man go and look for another girl and marry. So please, make your choice wisely. In everything you do, do well to tabernacle with God. In everything you do, please do well to build your marriage, your relationship, your business, your finance with God. Don't just marry somebody in church. A person might not be a Christian. Find a Christian and marry. It is better to marry a Christian than to marry a pastor. Not all pastors are Christians. Please a good christian will not just wake up and divorce no a good christian will not just wake up and want to carry another wife and add to you a good christian i'm not saying christians are perfect but every good christian have what they call conscience there is a restraint in their spirit every marriage will be tested everybody's life will be tested. But a good Christian, before they decide to do anything wrong, they will first of all ask, how will God feel? If I treat my wife this way, how will God feel? If I do this to my husband, how will God? So they put the fear of God first. A good Christian is somebody who had the fear of God, not somebody that carried Bible. Many of us are mistaking religion for spirituality. Marry a Christian, don't marry a pastor. Except you find a pastor that is a Christian. And if you are still confused how to know a Christian, maybe you are not one. Because knowing a Christian is not difficult. Maybe you are not one. Because what you are, when you see those who have it, or who, who, those who are the same thing, it is very easy to, to know. There are people I see. I just know that this one, there, if, if despite certain things in their life is not balanced, this one is a Christian. This one is a Christian. This one is a Christian. All right. Let's let's finish up with that scripture now. We're heading somewhere. We're not done. We'll repose the last part for me. The Job twenty two. From verse twenty four now. All right. Okay, go for verse 27. Okay, for 26 For thou shalt have th- thy delight in the Almighty, and shall lift up th- thy face unto God. So if you if you see the scripture we've read so far, you're gonna realize even in the midst of prosperity, Job was saying that the right thing to do, let God be all around it. Let God be all. Be at the center of everything that connects to your financing. Let God be all around. After you have gold, you have silver, he said, thou shalt delight in the Almighty and lift your face. Any amount of money you make that makes you start disliking God, that is not that money is not from God. Any money you get that makes you begin to disobey God, that money is not from God. That is why as a young believer, that is still growing. Listen, God is going to bless you. God is going to shock you and prosper you. At this level now, start building Christian culture so that you will not lose God when you become well. If you can't pay that from your current income of 500 cities, I put it to you. If God lifts you to 500,000 cities, you can't pay that. It's true. Because out of the 500 cities, what is your tithe? 50 cities. So you feel, um, I have too many things to do. But what you are actually saying is that the tithe is too big for God. You, you, you didn't know. I have too many things to do. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. What you are not aware of that you are saying, that your heart is saying, is that this 50 cities is too big for God. But the same 50 cities, you can use it to buy a bundle for the month. It will not be big. You can take it to um, KFC, buy chicken, buy and um, chips. It will not be big. You can take it and make your hair. It will not be big. But the moment it comes to giving, it will look very big. So the day you will know what you are actually telling yourself is when you get big money suddenly. You get into a place of five hundred thousand Ghana cities, which means your tights have to be fifty thousand. Ah, fifty thousand. No, that money there. Could have given me a Dubai vacation. That money could have given me a land somewhere. Let me just go and buy one land in one village. So you now realize the mammon in you had not died. So you kill it earlier. Kill it early. Even if somebody dash you one seed, ten pursuers belong to God. Give it. Give it, and see God keep growing you, keep lifting you, keep sustaining you. When you come into that realm. Giving God anything is no more difficult for you. You want to give God a car, and you have not been able to give God your slippers. You can't give God a car. You start from the little things as you begin to grow. Start from the little things. The moment you struggle with the little things, you will never be able to let the big things go. It's like a, a single lady or a single guy who wants to get married. The person you are dating for once, have never bought you a gift I don't believe in carrying somebody's burden in a relationship I'm, it's not of an the relationship is not of an it's not less privilege it's called relationship let's relate but in all of it the person that never bought you a gift have never gifted you anything whether in cash or in property or something for once even if the person does not have Love makes you go out of yourself. Love compels you to show that you you actually care. The person has not for once gone out of their way to do nothing for you. That person doesn't love you. In marriage, you will see hell. When you get into that marriage, you will see hell. You will see hell. Alright, let's get that scripture again. Proverbs 27 to 30 now. Thou shalt make thy prayers. So look at this now. Thou shalt make thy prayers unto him and he shall hear thee and thou shalt pay thy vows. So it is saying that when you make a vow, after you pray or while you pray, pay your vow. It's a very bad thing to make a vow or a pledge and not pay. It's giving us principles on how we can be in a realm of so much blessing with God. Verse 28. Now look at this now. This way I'm driving. I want to show us something. 27 said, thou shalt make thy prayers unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vow." Verse 28 said, thou shalt also decree a thing. That means prayer is not the same with decree. Prayer is not the same it's decree. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established. So he went down and began to show us how decree looks like. Verse 29, when men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is a lifting up, and it shall save the humble. When men are cast down, thou shalt say, don't say I am down, don't say I am falling, no. Thou shalt say, That is what decree does. Decree helps to enforce prayer. After you have prayed, please learn to make decree. You have prayed, Oh God, bless me, bless me, favor me. You are done with the prayer. In Jesus, they begin to declare, I am blessed. I am favored. I am blessed. I am favored. I will not lack blessing. I will not lack favor. As I go out, blessing come to me. My going out and my coming in favor come. That is, that is how to pray. After you pray, you enforce your prayer. It is called prophetic prayer. You prophetically enforce your prayer. You are putting a seal on what you have spoken. You are putting a seal on what you have prayed. You begin to make declarations. And that is when you begin to see manifestations. You begin to see answers. So you shall decree a When men are cast down, say there is a lifting up. I can't be down. I'm going up. I'm rising. My financial level is changing. And listen, one of the things you, you can also miss in decree if you are not careful is for your mind. To be different from your mouth is a risk. It is a risk in confession for your mind to be different from your mouth. If you are saying, "I am rich," and yet you are worried, how will I eat? Oh, this life, dear, how will I? Then what you said will never happen because in your mind there is a strong magnet in the spirit realm. In your mind, it's a very strong magnet in your mind have you realized that most of the times when you are thinking about people either what you are thinking about them is really happening where they are or they will call you or the person something is happening you are just worried about somebody the person is in problem later you now not realize that the person is in problem or while they, they just come to your mind they will call you while you just think about them they will just come, ah, I was just thinking about you. There is something prophetic about the mind, whether you are a pastor or not. There is something prophetic about the mind that can pull things. So if your thinking is different with your speaking, you will not get results. If your thinking is different from your speaking, you will not get results. He said, as a man thinketh in his heart. The heart there is not talking about the heart on your chest that pumps blood. No, that everybody has two hearts. Everyone has two hearts. One is physical, one is spiritual. The physical one is the one that pumps blood. The spiritual one is the one in your mind, which we call our conscience. All right? Our conscience. That's a different heart. He said, it as you think in your heart, so what your mind is thinking. What your subconscious is thinking, he said, that is what he is. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you are more of your thinking. How do you think of yourself? Why do you see that always sad? No wonder your life is not progressing. Why do you think because ten men had come your way, no one have stayed? Why do you think the next one will not stay? That is why the next one, when it comes, it will not stay why do you think your money finished last month early this month your money will finish again why do you think you borrowed money last year to survive so this year you must borrow money again as a man thinketh in his heart so is he and yet out of the abundance of the heart now look at the look at the, the progression look at the progression as a man thinketh in his heart so is he what makes the man so out of the abundance of their heart their mouth will speak so what you think settles in your heart what settles in your heart comes out of your mouth what you think settles in your heart what settles in your heart comes out of your mouth so you must be careful what you think when people say things and you tell them oh don't say it was a mistake no nobody speaks out of mistake everything you say came from your heart. Everything from your your heart came from your thinking. As you think it, it settles, then you begin to speak it. So if you have been thinking positive, there is no way you will speak negativity. If you have been thinking prosperity, there's no way you will speak poverty. If you have been thinking sickness, there's no way you're going to speak good health. You must align, your thinking, with your heart, and with your mouth. The end product of confession is the mouth. It begins from the mind, goes to the heart, then the mouth. Then you begin to see that confession work. Can I get the last the last verse now? I think twenty nine and thirty or oh, thirty. Okay. Thou shall make a decree it shall decree thing shall be established when men are cast down shall see there is a lifting up and it shall save the humble Sorry, but there he shall deliver the island of the innocent and it is deli- it is delivered by the pureness of thy hands your confession your confession understand that prayer is not the same with confession or declaration Prayer is not the same with confession or declaration. Prayer is making your request known to God, placing a demand on God. Confession or declaration is enforcing your demands, enforcing your prayers. What you want to see or have after prayer, keep decreeing it, keep declaring it, even if it takes 10 years, keep declaring it, Charlie. It has no choice, consciously and unconsciously. All right, everyone can you hear me now okay so keep declaring it in confession you don't wait for your situation to change alright so in confession you don't wait for your situation to change you keep saying it You keep saying it how you want it to be. Don't wait for your situation to become the same with your statement. So your confession must be the same. Keep it until you see what you want. Keep it until you see what you want. Keep it until you see what you want. Don't wait for your situation to be the same with your confession before you know that God is doing something. Keep saying it. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's a, it's a battle. Keep saying it. Alright? So, if your situation is able to change your confession, then you've lost. But you rather use your confession to change your situation. You should rather use your confession to change your situation. Number four, let me talk about it briefly. Number four, we're talking about supernatural supply. Number four is the grace you connect to. Number one, we said joy. Number two, we said association, the things that that triggers or help you sustain supply one is joy number two is um, your association number three is your language the right language number four the grace you connect to if you read numbers 11 from 10 to 16 and 18 numbers 11 10 to 16 and 18 God said to Moses the manna God gave to them, if you go back and study that scripture, God did not give them manna because of the people. God said to Moses, I will give you. I wish somebody will run through that scripture very fast. I have 10 minutes left. God did not say, I will give these people. He said, no, Moses, I will give you. God said to Moses, I will give you manna. So, when God gave the young the young people prosperity, it was not because of them. God actually gave them food because of Moses. Nobody got the scripture for me. Alright, that's fine. Let's read it later. Oh, Alright, look at this. Then Moses... Here the people weep throughout their families, every man in the door, Notice this, it was the people that were weeping for food, in the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was dis- displeased, and Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant, and wherefore have I found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all these people upon me. Let's go. Have I conceived all these people? Have I begotten them that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth the suckling child, unto the land which thou swearest unto thy fathers? When should I have flesh to give all these people? For they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh, that we may eat. Verse 14 I am not able to bear all these people alone, because it is too heavy for me. All right, let's go. And if thou deal thus us with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of out of hand. If I have found favor in thy sight, and let me not see my wretchedness. See the pain of a pastor. We'll talk about this. day. 16 and 18. For me, I won't ask God to kill me for anybody. 16 and 18, not to 18. 16, and the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders whom thou knowest to be elders of the people and officers over them and bring unto the tabernacle of the congregation that they may stand there with thee okay 17 and i will come down and talk with thee there and i will and ye shall eat flesh for ye have wept in the ears of the lord saying Please, uh, when you are posting, let me finish the other one. I just got confused. Okay. I shall say unto the people, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and you shall eat flesh, for ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh? For it was well with us in Egypt. Before the Lord, we give you flesh, and you shall eat. So, if you read the whole story, you realize that the manna did not come down because of them. The manna came down because of the integrity. It's fine, don't worry, don't worry. The manna came down because of the integrity of Moses with God. Alright? The manna came down because of the integrity of Moses with God. God did all he did for them because of Moses every man god sent in front of you he has a covenant and instruction with them when god put a man with you god has a covenant with them and god gives them an instruction as you begin to follow you begin to enjoy the same covenant you begin to enjoy the same benefits i've shared this story how a woman um, years ago, while Bishop Bendepo was still in the northern part of Nigeria called Kaduna. It was preaching prosperity. I can't be poor. We will take nations. We will drive private jets. We, we lose, cars will lose value in our hands. Money will lose value. Then it was having a beetle car. There is this car they call beetle. Nigeria we call it 30s car. It was having a beetle car that when they close from church, the members would have to come together to push the car for the for Bishop able to go home. The car does not start. They would join together to push the car. Will start. So while he was saying that, a woman behind started mocking. Said to another person, "Say, look at what is he saying? Are we not the one pushing his car to go home? Which one is a can be poor? I am not poor. I am rich. What kind of stupid statement is that one? All these pastors, they can lie." You are suffering and You are saying this and that and that and that. Fast forward to 20 years later, Ushaboyedepo had private jets, had built one of the biggest churches. It has held the title of the richest pastor not in Africa, not in Nigeria, but in the world for years and years and years and years and years, for over a decade. But the woman was not having a child. The woman was not having a child. She was barren. And she went, she was going from one prayer place to another and a prophet picked it up. Said that God is angry with you. You spoke against servants. I've never spoken against a man of God. So when you were in a church, a man of God was preaching and you said this and said that. She started crying. Said it's true. So go and look for him. I apologize, you will get pregnant. She had to go look for Bishop. I apologize, Bishop prayed and she got pregnant. For 20 years, was wasted so at that point maybe she was even richer than the man of god so she thought oh um god brought me to become the man of god's spiritual father or to become the one i don't don't even know the right word to use but listen be very careful when god helps you to become a financier to the church to his work to his servant and to other people's life never think you are their god you are just a source rather, a channel. God is the source. You are just a channel. If God is the channel, you remove yourself, God will put another channel because the source does not run dry. Be very careful. Let me tell you, it happened to me. the time I was so broke, just as a member, so broke, so broke, suddenly some money came into my hand. I knew then how my pastor's Financial situation was. In fact, I began to act like I was God. Me, I've been a victim of almost every bad thing you can think of. So when I preach, I preach my experience. This thing is real. So I said, Reforming big boy, and I had to call my pastor cry one day in the evening. It was in the evening or night around 10 p.m. So where are you? Say I'm home. I want to come and see you. He said, It's late. See me. So I said, No, sir, I want to come today. Ah, He thought it was something. Important because I had never called him that way. In my head, how much was the money? Thousand five. I want to pay my tithe. I carried two escorts, carried the two friends as security. I want to go and pay title of thousand five hundred Ghana So I went there. He said it was it was busy. I said, Yeah, I have called him. I said yeah, I told him I want to see him. My pastor came, what was it? I said, sir, I brought tithe. I'm not even sure I even knelt down for prayer. I didn't need them because Im- imagine a poor man who wants to pay tithe of thousand five hundred. What, what do you expect? Ah, uh, uh, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Come on, my level has changed. I just gave him the tithe like that. He looked at me, shook his head. But he prayed. He prayed. Can I shock you? That was the last time, for at least for three years. That was the last time I saw that kind of money in my life. For three years, that was the last time I saw such money in my life. Things went bad. Things went bad. Things, things went bad because of my pride and arrogance. That was not all I did do. Oh, I started acting like i was the one i was it was me that was carrying the church have you seen people because god is helping them to be able to bear financial burden in your life now they want to detect what you do they want to detect where you go there are people who god helped them to be able to carry some burden in church now they want to detect what happened in church Uh, we don't like this decoration it has to be removed. Why we why church start by 8 o'clock? If you shift the time to 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock is too early. I'll be sleeping by then. Why is this? And, and every wise pastor knows there are protocols, there are principles, there are ethics. You don't shift for anybody. Except God is not the one that called you. And I tell you, what I'm saying happened over 7, 8 years ago. I still regret it, he did. I still regret it, he did. I still regret it. Never get to a point. God is lifting you. God is helping you. It must not be church or pastor. God is helping you to help people, maybe your mother, your father, and you begin to feel like you are God in your life. Hey, don't forget, God resists the proud. Your resistance when it comes in, if you fall, coming back up might be difficult. Might be difficult. Be very careful what you say in front or behind the grace that you choose that you follow. Be very careful. If you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. The reason is this if you read, we'll not have time to read through, just write it down if you are writing or let it be on record. First Kings 5 18 to 27. The Bible spoke about a man called Neiman, who was a captain of the soldiers. He came to see Elijah, and he brought gifts. When he brought gifts to Elijah, um, Elijah gave him a direction. He said he had leprosy. Go and sink into water or dip in water. He did. He got healed and all of that. He said, okay, now you can go. And when he was he was going, he said, no, I brought a lot of gifts. Come and take it. I don't want to go with your gifts. And Neiman confessed that, I'm sorry, um, the boss I he's an idol worshiper. So before I came here, I took all this gift to an idol before coming. So Elijah saw it prophetically, that these things he brought were already given to an idol. And you are now bringing it to a man of God. He said, go with it. Then Gehazi went behind Elijah and went and said, My master told me, I should tell you, you should give him this, give that, give that give that if he hadn't gone with the name of elijah that would have been different why the lie and he took the thing went to hide them and he came and elijah called him said come where did you go oh i didn't go anywhere i've been in the house i've been around and elijah told him he said don't you know that my my spirit is always with you don't you know that my heart is always with you he said when you went to neiman to go and collect what you collected my spirit was there My spirit was there. My spirit was there. The spirit and the angel of the man you work with follows you. The spirit and the angel of the man you choose to work with follows you. It works for you or against you, depending on what you are doing. If the grace you serve, you give to, you follow, cannot deliver you, bless you, favor you, speak for you, it's either the grace is fake or your heart is wrong. If the grace you claim that you are serving, you are following wholeheartedly, the grace you are following, you are serving. You are, you give, you do everything right. It's not working. Your life is not changing. Charlie, either the grace is not working or you are not following where. I tell you the truth. I'm a living witness. Okay, for those who are not aware, Officer Ajah, the wife has given birth while we're at camp, giving birth to a beautiful baby girl. Now, that is by the way. How do you tell such person that this anointing does not work? How do you tell such person who doctor give a medical report that the wife had tube blockage, so which means IVF is the only option and it's 50-50, and by prayer, two weeks, tube was unblocked, wife got pregnant, gave birth safe and sound, how do you tell the lady? Look at the lady that gave testimony at camp. Say the husband is asking, "What kind? What kind of God is this?" Somebody whose visa is not is not in view. Just gave it. direction, say, write, write. Just write a paper. Just wrote a paper. Put it on your passport. Give her the number of the page to put the passport. That was where the visa was stamped. Where the paper was put. What consign paper and embassy? what concerns signature that was where it was stamped somebody who there's no hope of getting pregnant she's now has a visa and she's pregnant what what how will you tell her that this thing is not working so if you realize it's not working for you listen all you need to do is recheck your commitment if you realize it's not working Recheck your commitment. If it is working, and there are areas where you think that is not working yet, also check your commitment. It could be—I'm I'm telling you the truth—it could be you need to increase your commitment. Your commitment could be your time. It could be um, you need to open your heart more. It could be you need to do whatever. You need to increase your commitment. You need to be patient, or you need to pray more, whatever that it is. But it works. It works. Because whatever commitment that gives you one thing today might not be enough to give you another thing tomorrow. All right? It works. But you might need to increase your commitment to be able to get into a higher level. Let me use an example now. You are somebody who is just trusting God for something common. So you pray, um, just pray um, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out you will get an answer. But if you are somebody trusting God to carry a heavy anointing, you don't pray in and out. You stay in prayer. Now, the more higher you want to go, the more you increase your prayer time. The more you want to go, the more you increase your prayer time. you are somebody trusting God, that God should bring you out of certain kind of difficulties and maybe financially, giving and tithing is a covenant that will help you walk. And while God lift you out of that, now you want to get into the realm of becoming a millionaire. a billionaire. You don't stay within the level that brought you out of tight situation. No, you go higher. You are somebody who is working and you are doing business in a small scale and you can feed hand to mouth and you want to now become a billionaire. You don't stay in a small scale business anymore. You grow out of the small scale business and get into a mega deal. That is how it works. Check your commitment. Check your commitment. The reward might not come overnight. It doesn't come immediately. Just, but you're, you're, as you stay committed, just watch God. You won't be able to explain. You won't be able to place a finger that this thing there happened on Monday or until you will just be shocked, your life has changed. What you want to withdraw, have you invested in it? You want to what you want to pull out of grace? Have you actually invested it? Our sister shared a testimony at camp. From the previous camp, she got her visa. She was to go. I told her, I said, from the airport, helpers are available. Right from the airport, help us. And she got there. Lo and behold, from the airport of entering the country, she she began to receive help. So, how do you tell such person? At this thing is like it doesn't work. Check your commitment. Check your commitment. What do you say in front? What do you say behind? How how much do you believe the words being spoken? Or you feel they are still the same words? Check your commitment. I've taught us before and again don't speak bad about anybody. Especially people who are anointed, no matter what they did, because there are angels on assignment. If you are bitter, somebody have hurt you heal from it so that you will not hunt, you will not use that to fight another person. One thing I've realized as a pastor is that a follower that will be good will be good. Judas was under the best pastor and yet he committed suicide. Judas was under the best pastor. How can Jesus pastor you and you commit suicide? The problem is it's an individual thing, you know, your heart. It is your heart first. I know people that will remember me when their door open. It shows in their character now. It shows in the little things they do now. I know them I know them I know them if you can serve if you can serve now when you become big you can still serve if you can't serve now when you become big you can't serve if you can give little now when you become big or you get big you will give when you can't give little now when you become big never when you are proud and ungrateful when you are in smallness, when you become big, you become Satan's deputy. It shows, check those around you. How do they act now when there's nothing? That's how they will be when there's everything. In fact, they will be worse.